So the beautiful thing about being socially awkward is I actually believe that being socially awkward actually brings out the truth in situations. Think about it. Um, Being socially awkward actually truly, fully... Have you ever been... um, If you've ever been accused of being socially awkward, when you think about groups of people... That want to be in groups of situation but not be in any real discomfort. They just want to kind of go with the flow. They just kind of kind of want to keep up with things. But they don't want to actually feel what's in the moment. And so I think being socially awkward is being like the guy that being like, hey. Yeah, that thing you just kind of said sounded like you uh, are really into swinging with the Minkin. Uh, like Chandler Bingen. And you say he's just a friend. But I'm like Joey Tribbiani. Because, boy, this is the days of our lives. Hey, Even though I don't really use the HBO Max to my full maximum capacity. But, um... Yeah, I think honestly being socially awkward means you speak the truth. I think people put that label socially awkward as something that you don't actually... um, Socially awkward has this negative connotation. I think it's really just poking out the things that are pretty obvious that people want to just blow past. In common situation. So yeah. Um, if socially awkward means being truthful. I'm the most socially awkward person you ever come around. And I've come to realization with that. With I went on a date recently. To the Cheesecake Factory. And boy was the cinnamon roll really rolling. Because um, goddamn, $104 for two people. That says something. Um, but they were laughingly in a jokingly manner, but like, wow, you are so socially awkward. And I'm like, oh, because I'm pointing out the obvious gaps in conversation we're having, the truthfulness, the dimness in the lighting. But yeah, I think socially awkwardness really stands for honesty really equals really uh I think honesty really equals discomfort because honesty really is a tough thing for people to comprehend but ages welcome to episode 203 I think of the often be podcast with Clint Nelson I'm your host Clint Nelson yeah, it's pretty redundant. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, hold on. Don't forget to suck some titties. There we go. But yeah, recording this on June 20th, 2023 at about 7.03 a.m. I probably could have worked the second shift and did this, but you know what? Shit happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
I am a fitness god, apparently. Um, here's the thing, right? When on a daily to buy daily, which buy daily means every other day, you know, you get complimented on your physique. You start to think like, man, like, man, I'm really becoming that guy. Like, I don't take pictures of myself. I don't look in the mirror myself, but damn, I am pretty noticeably different. And there is a lovely, lovely lady at work, I've noticed. And here's how you know you've really made a change. Is when a lady across from where you work is constantly, secretly giving you the look. It's not a sexual look. It is not a, I want to fuck you on the spot look. It is a, damn, I want to know more about you look. And I think that's the fascination with moi. Um, But no, seriously. I've been watching a lot of the Martin slash Mario Rios twins on YouTube. And it is a fascinating thing of the YouTube algorithm. And how YouTube really works is not always about what's the most pleasing to process. It's sometimes about the cheesiness. It is sometimes about the playing the game. And they play the game and they're very successful. The Rios twins, Martin and Mario. They're based off in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth per se. And the weird thing is like... There is this thing on social media where people play a different persona on their short content compared to their long form content. The short form content is really trying to gauge when like these lazy bodybuilders, these lazy chess ass bitch ass bodybuilders. Um, and then the long form content is like, this is why the bodybuilders and their process actually doesn't really is not conducive to your full beneficial health, right? Um, <laughs> I remember the last time I did a pause shirtless. I think it was Oscar slash Marty for Gloria's Hole. It was like episode 120 something. I remember because I remember on the dirty ass seat. On the love couch I did in, in my old apartment. And now I'm like 80 episodes later. Or 75 episodes later. And I am doing it. In another dirty ass apartment. On a dirty ass seat. And I am not slapping on any glorious holes. Um, <laughs> But yeah. Any jizz. I'm just going to continue off of there. But yeah, I'm the most aesthetic physique. I have a more aesthetic, no, not a more aesthetic physique. But I have a more realistic aesthetic physique for the natural athlete or a natural person than Alex Eubank. And I like Alex Eubank. But I'm like that in between. Alex Eubank is like 170 pounds, 5'10", but he's ripped and shredded. And Max Taylor is like this thick-ass motherfucker. 
who is actually on a cut right now, trying to prepare for a bodybuilding. But he's so thick, and that sounds kind of gay. But I'm like the in-between, right? I am like, damn, you know? I'm a thick fella with a thin gala. Um, (laughs) I'm such a fool. But you know, you know you're the shit. Here's the thing, right? As a man in this world, here's a true, here's a true taste of your gauge of your attraction to the opposite sex. Is when you were just doing your fucking job and they can't stop staring at you, right? It is just undeniable. Maybe they have nothing else better to do. Maybe that's the case. But then when you walk outside and go to the parking lot, you know they're looking at your glutes and your salmon shorts. Um, Because even though I don't eat salmon, I would love some salmon pom pom. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not a big salmon fan. I'm not at all. And I'm a less of a fan than anyone that says salmon. Anyone that says salmon. I just wanted to tell you, I think you have a mental disorder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to move on. And I'm going to talk about anything else. This is going to be a fun pod. We are only eight and a half minutes in. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah. A cat in the krill and a silver spoon. In the booty in the man of the moon. Um, but yeah. I just want to know. If you were being an alien. And be eight feet. And show up in someone's backyard. Why the fuck are aliens so interested in us? If that is the truth, right? Like, I feel like... Here's the thing with all these conspiracies. With aliens, with Bigfoot. It's like, I understand they may stay discreet and they're very smart individuals. But even the smartest individuals slip up. So you're telling me that aliens have never been really on the truest form caught on camera. We have illusions of what military bases may or may not be acting on. But a pure alien in its purest form has never been caught on real camera. I don't know if it's real or not. But here's what I will say. As listening to things recently. The moon landing. Oh Jesus Clint. Sometimes when things have happened, it's pretty clear that they've happened. They're not just word of mouth. They're not just a few grainy evidences. And if they were so easily accomplished to accomplish in 1968 or 70-ish, they would be more than easily accomplished today. Going to the moon would be the easiest thing to accomplish today. But somehow, how come we've never gone back? This is a conspiracy. And I'm not a conspiracy type of guy. All I'm saying is. Is that. If these things truly happen. Then maybe. They would be easy to find evidence or access that they actually happen. That's all I'm saying. Oh but any just. 
apparently there's a comedy club in New York. This is about six months ago, named Caroline's that closed down. And I watched a video where a comedian, a favorite comedian of mine, Mark Norman, covered the incident. And they said, essentially, the reason why they are leaving the Times Square location because of rent. So I'm assuming the rent was probably pretty absurd. Um, and let me tell you, rent out here is absurd. Oh, jizz. If I were to come back to my mama, she would look at me and say, I will kiss you like the Dalai Lama. All right. Um, but yeah, I would have bombed you like a ta- the Taliban. And then make up the story like Steve Razanazi Nan off the league. Because I'm in a league of my own. And every time I do fantasy, I lose more money than I receive. All right. But yeah, it's a tough world out here. It's a man's world. If uh, things were to flash in the past, I would gas your booty and then take a dash. And then next thing you know, under my bed, there's a real stash. And I would hash it out. Like, oh, yeah. Hash brands of Waffle House are overpriced. Um, Restaurants are severely overpriced. It is completely insane, restaurant prices. I will just say. I went to Cheesecake Factory recently. And it was 104 bucks before tip. Before tip. For two people. And yes, that did include appetizer and dessert. But even with that included, 50 plus dollars for two people. There's something wrong in our society. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much money you don't have. There's something about that that doesn't sit right. When you break down how much the average person makes. I literally would have to work six, seven-ish hours to make up for that. And at eight or nine, if I wanted to actually provide a good tip. And I'm starting to realize, based off the circumstances, I think I may have over-tipped. But most importantly, they these restaurants, and why I've grown to disdain for restaurants... Is the overpriced magnitude that they feel entitled to charge me for less than adequate food. And what are you going to do? You can't do shit about it. So. If I were to do it. Oh god. If I were to do anything about it. I would buy a horse. Ride it down the Times Square. And say, hey, homeless people, just so you know, TGI Fridays has endless apps. So you just got to get like nine bucks and you'll be straight. Um, But no, no one wants to do the work of being a homeless person. If I was homeless, I would be the richest homeless person you'd ever know. Because I'd be sitting there like, damn, I feel undeserved. And I would apply for a job. And I would get the job and I would work hard to get it. And I'll be the richest homeless person you know. 
But yeah, no, fuck that shit. Oh, Jesus. If I were the vent, my problems, there would be a roach crawling out of the poach. And I'm like, baby, do you know what you want the most? I'm shirtless and I got bigger titties than most of the women in this world. But yeah, that's a earful. Um, I, I, I'm such a narcissist because you know what? If I had any sense of self adulation for who I was as a real person, I would not be recording this episode. But I feel like that also what makes this episode maybe interesting. You get a version of the boy that the boy can't toy unless he was a soy boy. Hey, I'm like John Foy, except when I uh, try to give you a return for your accident, you know, it's um, it's only actually 40% guaranteed that you actually make a profit. But hey, you get a couple points off your driver's license. Hey, John Foy and Associates. Okay. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, if I were to think about it. If you were to live in a skillet, does that mean you would burn with the carbs? Okay. If you were to find a way to make love feel worthless... Does that mean the pursuit of love that you made feel worthless was actually useful? Damn. Look at Clint putting shit together. Does that mean if your blood flowed to your penile erection, if it took place, does that mean you should ignore what's there to take place? No, you should always ignore. Um, because, you know, pregnancy is a hell of a consequence. Oh, Jesus. Gotta love these people. Like, oh, uh, you only get pregnant if you aren't safe. It's like, okay, you really think that 90% of kids on this earth were just from unprotected sex? I don't know the number on that. But I feel like it's like, hey, shit happens. Pre-come. Come see some. And next thing you know, it's like, hey. I think that's my cousin. Um, <laughs> oh, stepsisters don't count. Um, that's the world we live in. Um, <laughs> I remember what you wore on my first date. You came into my life and I thought, hey, you know, this booty is jumping. And it became a twerk fest like John Moran at a strip club. All right, um, talk about shooting your shot, shooting the blanks. Next thing you know, she's not a bot. All right, um, but yeah, John Morant suspended 25 games. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's excessive. I don't know if it's appropriate. 
I just think it's not really genuine. I think that's the truth about it. I don't think the NBA really cares if someone is posting guns. I'm going to be real about it. I think they're worried about more about what people receive it. And it's a perception business. Um, I don't think they actually care about whether John Morant is in a gang or doing gang shit. But I do think they care about, hey, shooters shoot, but they also can go to jail. And that affects our really big marketing business for an American player. And when you really think about it, think about the best players in the NBA right now. Two of the top five players are foreign players, Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. I'm not the biggest Luka Doncic fan. Personally, I don't really like watching him play. But objectively, you can't deny that he's not a top five player based off the impact he makes on his team. Two of the top five players are white foreign players. So John Morant is really the last savior for like a Kevin Garnett reincarnation for his position type of thing. Or an Allen Iverson type of situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... I think the most important aspect about all that is that, hey, cats may scratch your leg, but dogs will always lick the cake and make sure that beer is spinning out ready to peg. And that's why Starbucks apparently is taking out all the Pride Month flags. Um, and it seems like even when you have become so confusing... As a individual mission or group. That even your biggest ally is like. Hey I don't know what to do with this anymore. I think Starbucks is like. We don't know what to do with you. Gay people anymore. You lesbians. The community anymore. And that's not a negative. It's a little like. I don't know what you want from us. Type of thing. So. But Yeah. Um, you could charge her up, but her vibrator so works better than what you have to offer. But yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's what happens when you finish the bottle. Oh, Jesus. 23 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Have you ever, uh, bought a cycle? And it hit for the cycle. And next thing you know, you're like, damn, I'm by for the sickle. Cell anemia. Hey, that's actually kind of fucked up the joke about. But hey, cancer at its finest. Um, you know, and there was a clip earlier. I didn't actually watch the video, but the title was Jordan Peterson talking about assisted suicide. And I'll just give my opinion on assisted suicide. Is I think there should be a legal consenting format where people should be able to go about a way where they can legally delete themselves from situations or the world that they don't want to be a part of anymore. Because, you know what? There's less tax dollars. Hell... Not everyone truly wants to live. 
And maybe that's an impulsive decision. Maybe that's wrong to say. But I think it's very, very important to make people feel like they have the choice to dictate their happiness. So, yeah. Um. Whew. I'm a mess. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm a mess. I'm a fucking mess. And I mean that in the most positive way ever. I think as I mentioned before. That of episodes I haven't posted. I think drinking actually makes you. More honest with who you are as a person. I didn't say for clarification. It makes you better as a person. I never said it makes you more of who you are as a person. I said I think it clarifies. What you are. And what matters to you most as a person. Um, Let me tell you what I feel. When I drink. I feel. Import. I feel what I feel actually is worth feeling, right? And there's a video I saw earlier, and it was someone as they were drinking whiskey and smoking a cigar saying, I think weed is terrible for people because it slows you down. And if you smoke weed, you need to leave your hometown. And a lot of people in the comments are like, I'm a function, you know, I smoke weed, I have a job, I take care of my family. It's like, okay, but you didn't listen to what he said. He said it slows you down in how you operate and how you think. And I'm starting to think like, man, I don't smoke weed and I would never condone drinking. But I do think if I were to have a vice, I would rather drink than Smoke something that slows you down. Because I think at least one makes you be your most honest form of who you are. And I think we say we crave honesty. We crave all this shit. But yet, when it comes down to it, and this this beautiful, beautiful penis is inside of you. All you know is that, hey, there's a lot of life ahead. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm like 20, what does that say? 29 minutes? 20, oh, 27. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. This might be the shortest podcast ever because I don't even know what else I have to say. Um, but yeah. I think I might end the podcast there. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so fucking tired. I've had so much go on this week. And I'm not someone that likes to talk about every aspect of my personal life. But goddamn, it's been a lot going on. But yeah. Um, trash bags. Just know. For every rat that you want to beat with a broom. They're ready to sweep you off your ratatouille feet and make you feel like, baby, take a seat.
I'm not even here to take a beat. Boom, 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 boom. That's a fire viola. Which is always dumb. The violin and viola. It's like these orchestra classes. These remedial orchestra classes. But like, oh, there's actually a big difference between the viola and the and the violin. It's like, oh, really? Because I'm pretty sure when you play in a big choir or a big musical group, I'm pretty sure no one plays the fucking viola. Um, it's always the violin. So yeah, we always try to just convince the youth that there's things that are important that may or may not be important. But yeah, I don't know. I have nothing else to say. I'm tired as fuck. I got to wake up early. Oh my god. Uh, I think that was episode 203. And the shortest often beat with Clint Nelson podcast has ever been. And I should probably stop drinking before these podcasts. Be pretty honest about it. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification button. Most support ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yep. I have hit the cap point, And I should stop doing these inebriated. Because I'm embarrassing myself. All right. Have a great day.